Hello and welcome back to the Go Boldly Brotherhood podcast. I'm Scott Spade. I'm your host and I'm truly, truly excited about our guest today, Dave Shemetsky. He has got a true story and the, the work that he's doing. Uh, I think you're just going to be blown away today by what by what you're going to hear. So uh, just uh, welcome, Dave, to the to the show and looking forward to this. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, it's going to be a little fun. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I was just looking over your your bio, and you're a, a speaker, an author, a podcast host, producer, um, a true pathfinder. That that is what really caught my attention. Um, a true pathfinder, and you know, you empower individuals day by day, every single day. Um, the the other thing that you know, we were talking before we hit record about a new book that you just launched that'll be coming out, and. Um, and you're a TEDx speaker. I mean, my goodness, what what haven't you accomplished, and and what's what's next for you? So, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm not that religious a man, but I I, I just saw it's it's in God's hands. You know, there's so many things that I wanted to do, and you know, and that I've been lucky enough to do. So, you know, again, the TEDx speech was something I always wanted. I didn't understand the value of that. I always wanted to be an author, and I've I, I've now published. Uh, a couple of books. Uh, this is an exciting week for me. I'm not sure when the episode will drop, but uh, you know, I, I had my first book in December and this week. So depending on when you get it, there's the book redemption. My first chat, you know, my first tr attempt at writing a, a fiction book, you know, generally I, I've done the facts or, or poetry or, or some stories that I've written, but not real fiction. It was more life stories that I translated in then my, my first book, you know, the first book is, Finding it, you know, it's what makes your heart soar, you know, it, and that's really what that's, that's the title, it, you know, it, and that that's really what we all want to do is find the ways, the the paths. We all want to be happy, lead our lead ourselves in those ways, but we sometimes get lost in the weeds or we get distracted, and I've been there also by the shiny objects. Yeah, yeah, you know, how many people do you talk to on a, on a daily weekly monthly basis dave that are not living not even close to their dream like they're they don't do what makes their heart sore they just they're just they're just trying to survive yeah you know and, and that's what it is that people just going well this is what i just do this is this is what i do and i'm like okay what would you do if you didn't have to do that you know yeah. either job or you know i mean even in, in in relationships sometimes we're just there and, you know, look, I've been there. I, I don't want to, you know, again, I don't look down. That's why when people say, oh, you're a coach. And I'm like, I like to call myself more of a mentor because yeah. I'm in the dirt with you. Not only it, it, by, my, by my own personal experiences. So like when I became a recovery coach, there's a few different ways that they said you can become a licensed recovery coach. You know, and it, part of it is just knowing what you're doing. What, what, if, what, is, what do you do when you're in the ashes? And I know what my ashes are, look like, and they might not look like yours, but yeah. if you can at least trust me that I've gotten out of my ashes and I can share stories about it. And I have now built, you know, a better foundation than I've ever had, uh, you know, in, in so many ways. So I like to just give it everybody. That's why when I meet people, I'm like, yeah, I'll give you 30 minutes, no charge. This is not a pitch. I'm not really a big pitch person. I really like to just say, hey, how can I offer value to you in 30 minutes, showing you a reset button, 
you know, we talked about it in the green room, you know, about always being calm. How do we, you know, while everybody does have traumas and reactions that aren't always the best, but if you can learn your personal reset button, you get to be- you get back to the right place much quicker. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I love that we were talking before the recording about uh, about trauma and, and and everybody's got some type of traumatic event that's taking place in their life, even if it's secondary trauma. It's we've we've all experienced that. And too often people stay in that place and it becomes their identity. Right. You know, yeah. and that's to me, that's sad because you, you see it on social media all the time. You know, it's that's the hardest part is because a lot of people go, you know, hey, you know, I'll just pick on you for a second. You know, hey, Scott, you said something you know nasty to me. You might not have intended on that, right? See the way you yeah. said it, how I heard it, and that's what happens. And then you go, oh, but that's that, that's what Scott does, and that is not what Scott does. So I, I am not suggesting that. But you know, uh, you know, I look, I come from New York. You definitely could hear my accent. So there's times I can say things a little rough, not intending it to be rough. But that's the way it is. And until I'm told differently, I can't change my you know, I can't change your perspective, but I also can't change mine. And that's where we do play victim uh, at times. You know, the, the things that have happened to me in my life, I can play victim. There's a lot of stories that I can go, well, this happened to me and this is why I'm like this. And yeah. I choose it to look for the the little silver lining where that's really what, what I need to learn. What did I need to learn through this process? And I think when we learn our processes or when we become more centered to ourselves, we can see things differently or centered into God, right? What, what lesson is God trying to teach me, even though this might not be a great example, you know, a great situation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we no longer teach resiliency. We don't teach people how to be resilient. And you know, it's, I think it's, I think social media has just ruined people in some ways in that aspect. Like we, you know, when we were kids, you'd play outside until the lights came on at dark and, you know, when riding bikes and doing crazy things and riding the back of trucks with, you know, with no seat belts and, and we were, we were resilient back then. Today, it's like, we're, we're so overprotected and and it's, I think in some ways we've gotten better about calling mental health what it is. But in other ways, I think people are still shy about saying, hey, I've got, I've got some trauma and I need to go take care of it. But that's going to, now I'm going to be labeled, you know, having a mental health issue. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. Uh, it is at times. And, and but you have to be strong to, to understand that. And uh, I mean, I have. So one of the things I'm not sure I, I guarantee it wasn't in my bio. Um, I tried a, a suicide uh, four years ago, almost three and a half years ago, um, even though I knew all the right resources. I, I did all the right things. I could tell you what to do. Uh, I wasn't doing yeah. it for myself. And that's what happens with a lot of us. It, it You know, yeah. I know, you know, we, we, we get that ICTA disease. I call it the ICTA disease. I know that already. Right. Uh, you know. Hey, Scott, you, you're fine. You know, I'm sorry you, you went through the you know, experience X. And you're like, no, I'm fine. And we don't yeah. really acknowledge it and try to feel what it, 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 it's how it lays in our body. You know, everything we go through, both positive and negative, lays in our body differently. And if we can move that energy differently, that becomes a big thing. Uh, and I, that's what I've really done. I've taught not only people for years, 
but I started using myself as the biggest thing. And that's how the book that you mentioned, there was, there's a bunch of books that I've written during the pandemic. For some people, the pandemic, they keep, you know, we keep talking about it. It was such a horrible thing. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. In the middle of the pandemic, I became a TEDx speaker. Uh, I, you know, I, I got a message out there. There were families who reached out to me because they knew it was about mental wellness and uh, suicide. Yeah. So, you know, I look at it that I have some books and all the writings I'm doing. And that's why I'm putting things out so much now is I'm like, I'm cleaning out my closets of the writings that I had done and the growth that I've, I've shared. Because I, when I when I did try suicide, I was told it's not your time and you need to talk about your message. Um, it, it was it was a voice from above, uh, you know, and um, it was uh, somebody, a grandpa, yes. Mike. Uh, I don't have a grandpa, Mike. I keep saying that, um, but I, I guess I do. You know, maybe it's not, you know, f family, but uh, there's always somebody looking out for you. You never know. You know, it's like that Rick, uh, the Mitch album book, five people you meet in heaven. And you always think it might be mom, dad, you know, other family members. But you never know that one person that you might have bumped into. And that day they needed, you know, an attaboy. And you you just said hi and it cheered up their day. And I think that's really powerful in, in what we could do. And um, yeah. since my attempt, that's what I try to do. I try to look at things much differently that I had never done within my own life as well as within others. Well, I'm glad that you you were able to overcome that and you're still here and we're having this conversation. And and I, I think, you know, to add on to what you just said, sometimes we're the ones that need that attaboy. Yep. And that that person that we meet on the on the corner or at Walmart or at Best Buy or at the ballpark, maybe that very person that that's that gives us a sense of hope or a sense of, hey, things aren't so bad after all. Um, there's a there's a book that I use with a lot of students. It's called um, The Use of Self in Therapy, and and it's really for the counselor of how much do you use yourself, your own story, and that's what I teach a lot of my students sometimes using your story without ever sharing your story when you're helping somebody else. Taking that that mindset and go. This is this has been my story. I'm going to use what I've learned to help somebody else through that that process. It may be a little bit different, but sometimes we're all facing the same things. Of you know, I can't see I can't see what, the things that I can't see. Well, that's it, and it's also easier to talk about when you know, Scott, you're telling me your problems. I've gone through something like that, but if I then share that, oh, this is what I experienced through my life. And you're like, oh, okay, it's not the same because none of our experiences are exactly the same. But if we know that it's, it's that trust, it's knowing, oh, okay, you've been, you've been there. So, you know, though I work with veterans, when they start telling me about in-country experiences, I've never been there. And I, and, and they know that. And, you know, I, I, I've heard the stories, I've heard some things, but they know that there's only so much that I can, I can understand by the experiences, not I know somebody because that does not give you anything. But the other experiences that I've had, they're like, oh yeah, I, I've I've had that. And I think that's what we need to do as as humans, as men. You know, I, I know you have a, a men's group, and and that's what we need to do is be like, hey, we've all gone through something really serious, and um, sorry, uh, we, you know, we've all gone through something. And by doing that is learning exactly what we need to go through and go do. You know, 
You're you're absolutely spot on. And, and I think sometimes veterans, they appreciate meeting somebody that hasn't had that experience because it doesn't become a one-up type story. Right. And they can share without having that feeling of, well, they're their experience was worse than than my experience. And so I think it's um I think sometimes you may see it as being discounted, but I think it's really an opportunity for them to say he has no idea. And sometimes some there's some veterans that want to share their story, but in a safe way. Sure. They don't want their family to know their story. They don't want their friends to know their story but a complete stranger or, you know, somebody they, that they're just they need to unload it. We, we, we need to unload yeah. our stories, but we also, you made a good point in that we all go through it. So not only veterans, but we all go through, well, yeah. you know, my life, the, the, the traumas I might've gone through, or the experiences that I might've gone through are not as bad as yours or, or vice versa, or, or they're not better than worse than Jack. So whoever Jack is, um, you know, but we have to also understand once you say that you've experienced something, we need to take a step back and, and acknowledge that. And while it might, there's no degree, right? Once you go, once it gets into a, a situation that's not good, there's no degree. You have to repair. So you might need more repair. And hopefully it's only, um, and not that it's only, it, it, it's a psychological versus physical on top of that. And, you know, again, depending on who does that, that type of damage, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, and that's where we all get stuck into a lot of the unknowingly, the 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 you know unconscious biases, and how do we learn from that? You know the limiting beliefs. How do we move past our limiting beliefs? Yeah, I want to go back to something you said a while ago that um, you know a lot of people are looking at the that COVID pandemic as wow that ruined my life or that was a horrible experience, but you know. Several years ago, I was I was terminated from a job because I failed to I refused to divulge something that had been shared with me confidentially, mm. and so they terminated me, which was kind of ironic. And I would do it again, over and over and over again, even though I lost a nice salary. And but had that experience not have happened, had COVID not have happened, none of us would be where we are today. And so much good has actually come from those experiences that even with your attempted suicide, so much good has come from that sure. in the last three, three and a half years, because now you, you've got a story to tell that's helping somebody else. Yeah. I've had a lot of stories since then, but yeah, yeah. But that's true is that we all have those ideas and, you know, we, we, we all went, we wanted to go back, right. We, we couldn't wait till the world went back, but guess what? We we're, we're now back, right. We're maybe not fully, there's still masks. There's still a whole bunch of stuff, but we've also got back to being mean. Uh, and, 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 you know, it, we have to remember what we were looking to get back to. We were looking to not get out of our, to be allowed out of our houses. That's what we wanted yeah. back to. We wanted our control back. And I understand that, that I agree 100%, but we have to remember Whenever there's a trauma, whenever there's a big, you know, 9-11, all these big dates in, in our lives that we've experienced together, we all came together and gave out such a kindness that doesn't get matched. Yeah. Why can't we do it every, every day? You know, learn our challenges. How do we really move forward in so many different ways? Because that's the really powerful part. That's the message that the pandemic brought to a lot of people. 
I wanted to, you know, you, you either enjoyed that much more being with your family or you didn't enjoy it. Right. Lots of people tell those stories. And for me, you know, it was the worst thing. It was the worst time. It was right after my suicide attempt. It was a couple of, it was, uh, which was September. Then obviously the following March, I was still struggling at that time. The worst thing for me was to be left alone in in my house. Um, But as it turned out, because I knew who I was, I then did exactly what I needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you uh so you've got a podcast peace yeah. love and bring the bring the bat tell me tell me that's a i like that tell me about yeah. that so that also came through there during the the pandemic um i knew i wanted to have a podcast i knew i was working towards becoming a speaker i had already done some speaking engagements and things like that and what do you have to do you have to keep practicing no matter what you do when we talk about meditation we talk about all this other stuff that's what we need to do is keep practicing. So the podcast came out. And as you hear, I have a New York accent, but I, my podcast is about spirituality and motivation. So that's where that peace and love gets in. That's easy to talk about, right? We can, you can find a million people to talk about that. But there's also that part about bringing a bat using my New York accent. You know, you got to be tough sometimes. Uh, you know, I have some stories in life where, you know, people go, oh, man, you always talk about peace and love. Yeah, but there's a bring a bat. You know, there's still the boundaries that we need to do. And really, I, I enjoy talking about the bat in terms of finding that sweet spot. When you can find whatever your sweet spot is, you can knock it out of the park or at least hit it hard. Just remember, I'm, I'm sure you hit the ball a couple of times in your life. There's times you're going to hit the ball hard and it's going to be a yeah. line drive right to the third baseman, right to the shortstop. And that doesn't mean that you did something wrong. It just means it's it's an atom ball, right? It's right at him. There's nothing you could have done differently. And sometimes that's going to happen in life. But how do we keep going? How do we swing better for the next time? Um, it's not always a home run that's going to win a game. You know, it, we always we always look at the big picture again, like the pandemic. We always want to go back to where what we had. A home run might not win the game. There's a lot of singles, yeah. right? You know, being a Met fan, one of, you know, one of the most famous singles, right? Mookie Wilson, right? That was a little dribbler. It was an error, right? But Nobody was worrying about a home run that might have happened because Dave Henderson had hit a home run in, in the inning right before. And guess what? It still didn't work. So a home run doesn't always do it. And I like the baseball references. I have another book coming that uh, is, is out. It's just being re-edited uh, at the publisher You know about finding your sweet spot using the baseball language. We use it so much in our language uh, in our you know society, the language, you know, swing forward, you know, run your bases, you know, you know, rounding third and, and all these things, uh, home plate, you know, we always want to run home. Yeah. So there's lots of di- different I- ideas uh, of what we do. So the podcast came out and uh, I'm in the, you know, at least rank wise, you know, I look at it, uh, it's, it's a decent audience and uh, it, it uh, what is it? Live note, uh, you know, has me, a li- listen notes has me in the top 1%. Uh, whatever that means. So it's a, it's exciting. And I've met some really great people is I like to bring on guests and I like to hear their stories though. Most of those, the guests are coaches. There's a bunch of stories that I brought on people who really just told me a life story that we, that you, if you were put in that situation, you would like, I don't know if I can survive, but everybody oh. survives through it. If you, if you told, I mean, again, when I, I could have tried to, recommit myself to kill myself, 
but I was told it's not your time. Go heal some people. You know, I was, and, and I was like, all right, I, I was doing it. And uh, I found out all the things that I wasn't good at was one of them was suicide and which is good. And I'm happy. I'm a different person. And I tell somebody um, shortly right thereafter, I had gone to uh, and at my acupuncturist and the biggest question she asked me, and it shook me to my knees was, do you love yourself? And I, I looked at her and I'm like, I didn't even think that was a concept. You know, like it, it was, and, and she's, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm still going to acupuncture. I really enjoy that experience. And, you know, talking to her now, she's like, you are just a completely different person. I wish everybody, you know, sorry that you had to get to what you have to do. But I think that's really what we, what we all have gone through. The, you know, the horrible tribulations really have led us to some of the best journeys and the best growing and learning that we could have possibly done. Absolutely. You know, there's so many, I'm sitting here thinking about, there's so many analogies that one could take from the game of baseball. You know, you, you, you can't go to straight to home base. You've got to go to first, you've got to go to second, you've got to go to third. You, you have to, to go to those places and you've got to live life. Um, and, and at the same time, you can't win a baseball game without a team. Right. And you, and, and you've got to have those people in certain positions, certain places on the field in order to help you maintain life. Nobody, you know, nobody gets to the, nobody accomplishes anything on their own. Correct. You, you know, your podcast didn't get to that point just by you alone. It, it took people telling people coming on people. I mean, it's, it's a team effort, no matter how you look at it. And um, that's just, man, there's so many analogies that can be taken from that. That's awesome. Tell me, tell me about your TEDx talk, truth, the truth. Yeah. So the, 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 the truth was the, the theme of that, that year's TEDx, uh, TEDx Farmingdale, uh, which is local right here. Um, and so I wanted to tell my truth. Uh, I had told the, the producer, I had actually, I was not rejected. I, I was rejected uh, the first year. So 2019 was the first year they had TEDx Farmingdale and I was rejected. And while I started building myself, I, I you know, I, at the beginning, after suicide, you're just like, you, you got to just walk forward. It's, it, like anything else yeah. we do is just crawl. You have to figure out things. Um, my whole life was blown up in so many ways, in, in really almost every way that you could possibly blow up a life. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I, but I wanted to. You know, when I, I heard those voices. I was beginning to write again. And I was like, I have stories. I, I, I have to tell people, and which is sort of scary. And so I, I, I reached out to the producer and I was like, look, I got rejected last year for a different, you know, uh, speech. He goes, well, you asked, I, I needed too, too many questions. You didn't give me all the facts that I needed to know. And I go, well, I thought you'd ask me some more questions. He goes, I get 700 <laughs> applications. He goes, I'm not asking 700 people for found roundups. And then he goes, I, I don't have the rest of my life to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, okay, uh, th that's fair. He goes, you got to kind of put balls to the wall, you know, give me everything you got. And if you can do that, you know, I'll, and I'm, I won't promise you anything. I, I'll consider you, your application. And that's what I did is I put it all on the table and it was a lot longer. In fact, the first draft of my, TEDx talk was 35 pages that I had to wow. then cut, cut down to like five. 
but he was like, just dump everything. You know, I know what you want to do. It was, you know, it was, it's about rise and resiliency that I think that we all have a Phoenix within ourselves because, you know, no matter what religion there's a Phoenix type of bird in all cultures across the world. They might not be called the Phoenix, but it's a bird about resilience. I mean, really, you know, and I don't mean it uh, disrespectfully, the greatest story of the Phoenix is Jesus, right? Uh, in, in some ways, uh, right? He rose, maybe not out of ashes, but he, he rose uh, three days after he, he was he, he yes. passed. So, you know, we, we all have that within ourselves. And the magic is also the Phoenix rises. It doesn't die. Most people think it dies and it just turns to ashes, but it's still alive there and a spark from God. Uh, so we all, you know, I, I just questioned everybody. Do you feel you have a spark from the universe if you're an atheist? I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be religion, but if do you feel you, you have a spark from God and if you do, then you can get up. Now, what you do with yeah. that is a different story. And that's where I talk about it. And, and you know, my Phoenix, so even my, my TEDx talk, the, the presentation, I could have done better, but it was the first time that I was letting the world know that I tried to kill myself. And wow. that's a little scary. You know, I, I woke yeah. up in the morning and I, I was feeling good. And all of a sudden you get those doubting feelings. And I did. And energy wise, I, my energy was really high. And the pre- the presentation was OK. Uh, I know I could do better uh, as a speaker. I know I could do better. But the really big message for me was that nine families have reached out to me since asking me, wow. you know, seven of which uh, people were thinking about suicide and like wanted to understand. And I might be in a different situation than they were, but at least they could talk to somebody who knew that darkness. I mean, I was comfortable. Part of my speech was I wrote the day that I was going to do the act. I wrote 50 letters to people who I cared for, who I, who I really considered part of my heart so they could maybe understand one, not to take any blame. Um, I was doing what I was doing for me. Bless you. God, see the truth. My mother would say the truth. Pull your ear. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. So we'd never know who's going to hear our messages. And that's why it's so oh, important to make sure that our messages are heard. You know, I was just, I was just thinking about how many, that was nine families that reached out, but how many more have been touched from that one instance from those nine families because they've shared their story or they're sharing their story or going to share their story that all sparked from one truth. Well, that, that's exactly it. I mean, and there were so many other speakers who were so ins- inspiring as well during that, that, that truth speech. And, but you never know who's going to hear it. And that's why it's important to share your story in any way, either on a stage yeah. in books it, it really is important. So, uh, you know, um, my first book in December, we were talking about earlier, you know, when your heart says it's your time to soar, there's a story in it that probably would have never been told. And it was about my friend, Kevin. Uh, my friend, Kevin passed away unexpectedly in uh, a couple of years ago. Well, I guess uh, February, 2021. And um, yeah. And he left me with his mom, his mom had Alzheimer's. Mm. But the, the story in the book that I talk about is about perseverance. Kevin was not a physically fit person. He was not the guy that you'd pick first. He, he was last or even, you know, after last. But 
He had a heart. His heart was as big as anybody that you'll meet. And when I was going through a divorce, I said, we're going to go, we're going out hiking. I go, well, nothing crazy. I'm not a big, uh, you know, not mountain Mike, but we, we, we walked up Nevada falls in Yosemite park. And if you've, if you've never been in Yosemite park, go there. If you don't have any belief that there's a God, a bigger force than us, go to any national park and really sit in the beauty of the national parks. So we're walking up it's the Nevada falls. We, we looked at it in, in our hotel room and he goes, yeah, it's like five miles. It's two out, two miles up, two miles back. I could do that. Well, what they forget to tell you is that it's also a 2,000 foot incline. Wow. We, we walk up there and we're struggling. And I was struggling also. I'm in decent shape at that time, but uh, we're struggling. And at one point, I knew he's hitting the, the, the rope. And I go, Kev, you want? I'll go to the top, take pictures. Nobody will have to know. And he looked at me in my eye and he was like, no. Okay. Right, look, I don't care. It's your body, right? But we, we, the, the answer is he, it was the perseverance. We all need to push through. There's things that we need to do just because we need to do it for ourselves, not because yeah. um, an ego driven and all these things. We got to the top and he was smiling. And I knew Kevin, you know, another probably 20 years after he, you know, before he passed. And anytime I mentioned Nevada Falls, he had a big smile and he knew that he accomplished something that, hey, I didn't think he could do. And, but he needed to do it for him. And so wow. I, put that, I put that story in the book where there was a lot of parts of our lives. I, I think our lives have many different chapters. Yeah. Beginning part, we have the on the path. You know, when I talk about being on the path, you know, getting ourselves out of the weeds in, in life. But then we have that part about soaring, that part that we're so proud of ourselves, that part where no matter what, it lifts us up. And that's really what feeds our heart. And I love it. Uh, and that's really what that book is about. It's a, the, each part of the, the inspirational writings that I have or stories really were, was me. And when the first moment, I don't know if you have your, your own published book yet. And, yeah. you know, yeah. So that first second, you're holding a book that has just your name on it. I've been on compilation books before, but the one that had my name on it, that first book, I still get chills. I, it, 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 it was an emotional moment, um, you know, for a lot of reasons. My mom had transitioned a couple of months before, so she hadn't seen it. In fact, one of the poems uh, that I have at the back end is a picture with um, me holding my mom for the last time, you know, our, our hands uh, intertwined. So, you know, that's what it is, is tell those stories because we all need to hear those stories. And I enjoy, we would have never, people would have never heard the story of Kevin. And I have other stories that I share when I speak because there's so many things we can learn from somebody else. And I think that was one of the things yeah. either we'd spoken earlier or not, but it really is. Once we know that we're not the only ones who've experienced X, Y, and Z, then we know it's possible. And, you know, yeah. having that perseverance uh, that Kevin had that day, I, I really, found more inspirational now and i never got to tell him that but uh i i know every now and then i get a chill and i'm like all right i'm doing good because i once asked him after he passed is it okay i could share your story and i got these chills you know on my shoulders and down my back and i go okay i you know um you know it, it's funny i believe in uh the metaphysical world as well and i 
he never believed in uh, psychics and stuff like that. So I have friends and I was like, look, you know, to my friend, Kevin, ever give a pass on a message? And they go, yeah. You know, he goes, it, it is much better where, where, where he is he's at now for him. And I go, but he never believed this. Like, like I tried to push back the the, the psychic, and they and and, and he st- and they they said he smiled. He goes, but now he could see, and that's the part about that I always talk about religion. It's faith, you know. Whatever you want to believe, your stories of, of the Bible are they metaphors or are they real stories? But it's your faith that will get you through it. It's your faith yes. that is so powerful, and that's what I like to talk about is the faith. You know, you know the law of attraction and all these other things are just words unless you really believe. And if you put it all out, you know, in a way that you believe and it can't not happen, that's faith. Also. You, you, you were talking about Kevin having heart and uh, it reminded me of the movie, the replacements and how, you know, the replacements weren't the most athletic. They weren't the, the best players. But the coach said, you know, the, the one difference that made it, the one thing that made a difference was they had heart. Mm-hmm. And that that's always been such a powerful statement to me that um, when when you get your heart involved, yeah. it's you're all in. Yeah. And and that day on that on that hike, he he put his heart and his soul into that that hike and he accomplished what you what he set out to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, I mean we we had done other hikes over the years, and you know, there was times he just said, I'm just gonna sit here and he'll listen to his music. He let me disappear for hours on end. And uh, you know, it, it, you know, but this this day he needed to get to the top of that mountain. Uh and and that, that's where we get to decide what the top of the mountain is for us. What are those not and again when I use my baseball bat, it's that that swing. It's what do mm-hmm. what we know as our non-negotiables. When we have our non-negotiables, like no matter what, I need to do X, Y, and Z, then you, then you can't give up on it. You know, yeah. again, even that day when after I had tried my suicide attempts and I was like, well, I still can go back, right? I mean, you know, I could do whatever I want. And I sat back and I was like, no, I, I, I'm not. So it's a decision that we make. And once we make that decision, no matter what, even with a business or anything like that, you can close your eyes and go, all right, I don't want to do it anymore. And that might be okay for the moment, but is it something that you can sit on and know what you need to give back? And, and, you know, that's why for me, writing all these books and doing all these things are important, even just for me, you know, they're healing for me. So the book redemption that I just, uh, that it's launching now is really it's a story about a coming of age girl who is moving through various situations with her mom, with her mom's boyfriend, and just growing up and having all these things from different perspectives and maybe seeing things differently. And at the end, there's a redemption. Uh, redemption is yeah. getting through some of the toughest things in your life. It doesn't mean about one specific person. And it can go in different, it can go in a whole bunch of different ways, but we want to look at what we feel we need redemption for, or even just forgive ourselves. That's the part that we is really struggling with is that we don't, we might be willing to forgive Scott, Dave, or somebody else, but Dave has to forgive Dave and Scott has to forgive Scott for the things that, you know, we we might have done better at other times. Absolutely. Man, Tell me as we get ready to close, who who is 
your ideal client, who who do you just absolutely wake up and want to want to work with? And and how can they how, we'll put this in the show notes, but how can they reach you? Well, they, they can reach me. Uh, my website is David Chemetsky. There, there aren't too many of us out there. Uh, and my ideal client, I, I work with uh, these, these people who have experienced life. Uh, nice. I've had 30 years of corporate experience, so I can help people lift themselves up, uplift their, their careers or uplift them, themselves or their relationships. I've sat with, and I know a lot of techniques uh, and I've been there. I, I've had a divorce. I've had divorces. I, you know, not that it, that that's a, a badge of honor, but you, you learn from it. And yeah. the, the answer is, I also know how communication is so important. And sometimes that's where, you know, I, I have the other book that's coming out this week is there's an R in your heart, because we talked about heart. But there's, if you think about how many R words, rise, resilience, recalibration, especially in a relationship, a lot of times we have to just recalibrate exactly how we're saying things. You know, most of our wives who might say, take out the garbage is not really, you know, being a nag. They're really saying, I want to clean house. You know, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. It's your turn to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, and there's lots of different ways to, to do that. Uh, and sometimes we just need that recalibration. What's important to you might not be as important to me, but if it's important to you, I have to know that and, you know, react differently. Dave, it has been an absolute, absolute pleasure to have to have you on. And it, I you've left me with more questions than than anything. And and uh, and I look forward to, to continuing a relationship and connecting with you. You what you just shared to me was powerful that I've never thought about how many R words that are out there that we use in coaching and in mentoring and in holding people accountable and helping people to, to be higher level leaders. Um, you know, rise, redeem. Yep. I mean, just resilient. I mean, we respect. could go on all day. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Well, that that's the idea. You know, I I I come up with this because when I was writing my my TEDx talk, and I'm like, there's an R in your heart, and I'm like, oh my god, and I I I now have T-shirts that that, that say <laughs> that, and you know, there, there's just so many rewards that you can get out of uh, just keep playing with it, but uh, you know, yeah. that's really what it is is. Uh, and that's what life's about is about taking that responsibility. And what are we going to do with that? Yeah, absolutely. Dave, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I look forward to, to connecting and, and staying in touch with you. And so thank you for, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for the honor of being on your show. Thank you.